Welcome to the Mark Steri Music Podcast. This podcast is an audio journal of my guest tonight's adventures with the live and local music biz. Fun conversations, cool tunes, and good times will be had. My name is Mark Steri, and I'm a 15-plus-year veteran of the Twin Cities, Minnesota metro music scene. Check me out at Mark Steri, that's S-T-A-R-Y, music.net, also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All of my original music is available for download on iTunes, CD Baby, etc. This podcast drops every Tuesday, if not before, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. If you enjoy it, please subscribe on iTunes. It's totally free and guarantees you'll never miss an episode. Got an extra buck or two? If you mind tossing in the podcast tip jar? Please visit patreon.com forward slash Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Also consider helping get the word out on the street via social media, five-star rating, interview on iTunes, word of mouth, etc. Happy thought of the day is by Mississippi John Hurt. Don't die till you're dead. Thanks for tuning in and welcome to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Enjoy! Welcome back to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast, episode 139. Thanks to all the folks who contribute to this podcast on Patreon.com. Looking to repair and restore receivers, turntables, consoles, cassette players, tube and solid state? Contact Dustin at Hi-Fi Revival at 651-328-0023. My favorite vinyl album to listen to on my Hi-Fi Revival turntable this week is Minute by Minute. By the Doobie Brothers. Coming at you this week on a beautiful summer day here at my folks' cabin outside of Turtle Lake, Wisconsin. Almost to the halfway point of teaching summer school in Turtle Lake, and I think our musical play, Fats, is going to be awesome. Last week's Geeks Wrap Up. Wednesday, I played a solo show at Pub 42 in New Hope, Minnesota. Thanks to Nick Asuncion, who went to pick up our completed albums. Only for us to open them up and realize that it was the wrong mixes printed on the album. So more work ahead on that, I guess. But felt better after jamming on Randy Tolan's new Gretsch guitar. Thursday, played a duo show at Lucky's 13 in Roseville, Minnesota. Kind of tired from summer school week and driving, but it was a beautiful night out on Lucky's patio. Friday, played a solo show at Nova in Hudson, Wisconsin. Great to see my old college buddy Nate and his crew at the show. Saturday, I played a duo show at PD Pappy's in Stillwater, Minnesota. Rain, so I had to play inside, but had lots of familiar faces there to help make our first summer show at Pappy's a fun success. Sunday, I played a duo show at Paradise Landing in Balsam Lake, Wisconsin. Recorded a podcast live after the show with audience participation and would love to do that again in the future. Upcoming shows. Wednesday, I'll be playing a solo show at Pub 42 in New Hope, Minnesota from 7.30 to 9.30 p.m. Thursday, June 14th, I'll be playing a solo show at Bistro 63 in Baronet, Wisconsin from 5.30 to 8.30 p.m. Friday, June 15th, I'll be playing a duo show at Lucky's 13 in Plymouth, Minnesota from 5 to 7 p.m. Saturday, June 16th, I'll be playing a duo show at Vanelli's by the Lake in Forest Lake, Minnesota from 5.30 to 8.30 p.m. part two of two with folk slash blues guitarist and songwriter cooker john we discuss slim dunlap little feet and heard cooker play live on the podcast 
Enjoy the conversation. Welcome back to the Mark Terry Music Podcast, everybody. We are here part two with the famous blues folk yeah, yeah, right. guitar player, Cooker John. Right. Uh, we're hanging out here in St. Paul, Minnesota, having a great time here, uh, talking about life in the music world, the ups, the downs. And uh, John wanted to talk, we were talking about uh, what it's like to perform live and those wonderful feelings you get when you do engage right. with an audience. Right. You want to talk about that a little bit there, John? Yeah, well, we were just talking about the difference between um, the feeling where you're doing a gig and there are a lot of gigs like this where basically you're in a bar or a restaurant and everyone's talking, you know, they're drinking, they're talking and that's what people do and that's fine. Um, But there's no real um, connection or engagement between you and the audience because really it's not an audience. It's just your background music. So these background music gigs, and then occasionally you'll have a gig where it's a different scenario, where people are actually listening. And this has happened, you know, enough times for me to know the difference and feel the difference. And I think this is what all of us who play really um, live for, in a way, is that feeling of, it's magic, really. It's that magical quality of music where you make a connection to the listener and there's this rapport and you have those people who come up to you after the show and they'll, they'll say, that was amazing, man. And it's not an egoic thing. It's not feed, it doesn't feed your ego. It's just that rapport. And it's a, to me, that's what doing this is really all about. I agree. Like you yeah. have a feeling that you kind of just, you just rocked out together and it was kind of fun and you spoke without you, really speaking. Exactly. You connected. And there's so much absence of connection in life now. Everyone is so distracted. They're so obsessed with anything other than what is actually going on in front of them. They're constantly on their phones. And, you know, so this is, this is a departure from this lack of connection that's part of modern life particularly now you know yeah and i i wanted to focus on um in this part i wanted to focus on some local people who i've had that experience with and one of them the first one that comes to mind is slim bob dunlap we'll leave this down behind them baby we won't miss it who, of course, is now incapacitated in tragedy. But I used to go see him every month uh, at the Turf Club. He played there once a month. And I had the honor of opening for him a couple times. And he would floor me, man. I mean, I just, it was like, to me, he was like outdoing Keith Richards. He was, he was something... So cool. And he was very casual, very humble. You could tell he'd been through it. And he had this very cavalier attitude about what he was doing. But what he was doing, it would hit you so hard. You know, he'd hit that Rickenbacker in open tuning. He had this weird open A tuning. 
And he'd hit it and it'd just go right through you. And his band was amazing. His drummer, Brian, was unbelievable. The bass player was incredible. Jim, the other guitar player, they were just all so freaking good. And I would just stand there mesmerized by them. So that was, that was something that I experienced here that gave me that feeling, you know? And there were other people there too who were, you, they would, it would be the front row. People and we'd just all be standing there in awe of this guy. And then everybody behind us would be talking and, you know, carrying on, paying no attention. But there'd be this core group of people who who got what he was doing. And um, so he was um, a big local hero of mine. The other person who, uh, there are a couple other people from whom I had that ex same experience. And uh, one of the main ones was Phil Haywood. I used to see, um, when I first got here, he used to play at the Riverside Cafe. It's now the Astor Cafe. But uh, the Riverside Cafe has a long history. There was another club above it called the, at, before that, called the Scholar. And everybody played there. Reverend Gary Davis played there. Bob Dylan played there. Everybody played there. And uh, that was called the Scholar. And then later, um, it became the Riverside Cafe. And there was this guy, Al. He gave me my first gig here in town. And then we would play there all the time. And, uh, but we used to go see Phil twice a month. And he, mesmerizing, he's in the league of um, Leo Kotke. He's that far up the acoustic guitar spectrum. And uh, a beautiful cat. And um, so I got that same feeling from him. And then Pat Donahue. Corner here, um, another local musician who completely nailed That's me. one of my favorite local guys. No, he's, he's, you know, he's one of the best acoustic guitarists in the world. And, he, you know, he plays at Dunn Brothers on Grand. He still plays at Dunn Brothers after he all these years? plays on Dunn Brothers on Grand twice a month for free. <laughs> Isn't it like on Tuesdays or every other Tuesday uh, or something like that? Second and third Monday. Second and third Monday. It's, just, it's where he practices. I'd love to have him on the podcast. I should ask him some. You should. He would probably most likely do it. Yeah. Yeah. A lot, yeah. Of, a lot of good talent around the Twin Cities here, don't you oh, think? Oh, man, so many people. Joe Savage, another in, ridiculously talented musician. And then there's a whole host of acoustic guitar players around here. I just picked up this album of acoustic guitar players. It's just staggering the talent. Steve Leto is another one. John, the guy that John Wright has the band with. Yeah, John Steve Leto. Is it Leto or yeah? Is Leto or Leto? Leto, I okay. guess. Leto Un and Wright. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievably talented guitar player. I mean, he's I. 
I can't say enough about him. And then there's newer guys like um, the guy that plays with Mikkel, um, slide guitarist, Mike Munson, great slide guitarist. Um, who else? They're just a host of people. The guys, Randy, Randy Webb and Dave Babs from the Liquor Pigs. Randy and I have played in Mexico together a lot and uh, down in Puerto Morales, Mexico. I dragged him down there and uh, we have a lot of fun down there. There's a local uh, drummer that we work with down there and then this year we got to work with this uh, kid from Argentina who was incredible. Um, and then I have a friend from Montreal who's there every year, Alain Belaish, fantastic musician, guitar player who likes to play bass and we have too much fun down there. We play on the beach, you know, we play these little ridiculous clubs where the stage is a palette, you know, that sort of thing. And uh, we have a lot of a lot of good times. One thing we do do on the podcast often, we always talk about our top five this, top five that. I want to ask you, Cooker John, yeah. who are your top five favorite musicians? Oh, okay. Well, my top five favorite musicians at the very top would be Lowell George, the guy from Little Feet. <laughs> Okay. He, to me, was the, I don't know, as a band leader, as a songwriter, as a guitarist, I don't know, there's something about him that I just, I can't top him. It's, it's really hard to do because to rate them is really impossible because they're all, to me, they're all on the same level. Um, Bill Frizzell, who I just saw in Duluth last week, is beyond comprehension. He's absolutely amazing. I would urge everybody to listen to Bill Frizzell. Um, incredible artist. Um, then Ry Cooter, of course, is another gigantic, huge influence. Um, people at gigs come up and tell me, uh, you, you reminded me of Ry Cooter, and I just, <laughs> I just smiled to myself because it's, a, it's so ridiculous, the idea. I mean, I appreciate it, but it's kind of a ridiculous concept that I could play like him. Um, he, he is an ex There's an incredible interview with him that I saw recently, but um, it's very comical what he says about slide guitars. He says something like, every slide guitar should just be given a guitar with one string on it, the E string, so, so they can learn how to get that right note. He said, because there are so many guitar players that sound like um, the door to the emergency room. <laughs> I love that. Oh, that's He's funny. A, he has a pithy uh, way of expressing himself. Um, who else? Um, I'm trying to think of people. Oh, Sonny Landreth. Sonny Landreth, beautiful cat, got lucky enough to meet him. Amazing, mind-boggling guitar player. I mean, it's almost incomprehensible. Um, so those are, those are the guys I would put at the very top of my list. 
I'm not a big fan of, of a lot of the blues player icons that are out. I won't mention names right now, but there are people who are very big who um, just left cold by. There's too many notes, not enough feel, and, uh, you know, it's like, hello, goodbye. You know, I'm not, this, I'm not checking that out. Um, I'm trying to think of some other. Oh, Paul Black is another person. He's a guy from Madison. Who also kind of bottomed out. Um, amazing, amazing slide guitars. Um, definitely worth checking out. His album was produced by David Z. The album's called King Dollar. And I would strongly urge any blues fan to check it out. It's on YouTube, you know, like everything you can find out there. King Dollar by Paul Black. Astonishing album. We were talking about John Hurt. John Hurt's a huge influence. Um, Dylan was a huge influence as, as far as writing. Um, you can hear a lot of inf his influence in my songwriting. Well, that's five for sure. That's awesome. That's great stuff for fo folks to, to look up and study. Yeah. And uh, Mississippi John Hurt is actually one of my favorites of all time. Um, wasn't he one of those guys that kind of he got discovered later on in oh, his yeah. life? And, and he went into that 60s or 70s there folk scene. There was the scene. folk revival. They call that folk blues. I folk, think they call yeah, Mississippi were... John Hurt's. Ain't nobody's doggone business how my baby treat me. Nobody's that's business right. but mine. That's right. And... And uh, so that was the folk revival, where all of these guys had recorded in the late 20s, 30s. And then uh, Alan Lomax went down. He was working for the Library of Congress, and he recorded all these people. And then all these kids in the 60s um, went down there um, and dragged these guys up. And they all played at Newport, Skip James, uh, Helen Wolf. Um, and Sunhouse, all these people who had recorded way back when were sort of, quote, rediscovered, and they all played at Newport and then became, and then they toured all over, you know. And, uh, and they were a huge influence. Um, but... The, we were talking about yeah. Cephas and Wiggins. Yeah. And like Sonny, Sonny Terry and Brown Sonny and McGee. So yeah. that's called, they consider that the Piedmont style. Piedmont style, what yeah. What is for like, let's say my grandma's listening today, what is the Piedmont style of guitar playing? Is it the guitar and the harmonica mix? No, it's just or a style of guitar playing. Um, um, the um, Elizabeth Cotton. And then I think Reverend Gary Davis did some of that too. It's just an intricate finger picking style. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when I was uh, in New York City, we used to go to this place called the Folklore Center, and there was an ad for Reverend Gary Davis, and uh, there was a little square piece of paper, and you could get lessons from him for $5. And, uh, and Stefan Grossman and Yorma Kakonen, they both took lessons from him. So he was a huge influence on a lot of people, and he's a staggering guitar player. It's another person that probably a lot of people who are listening now don't know anything about, Reverend Gary Davis somebody to be checked out. Um, there's so much of, of that stuff that is the source of what people do today. Very cool. Yeah. 
So let's say someone wants to book you for a show, or how do the people get a hold of you? Is it at uh, cookerjohnband.com? Um, yeah, just go to the website, cookerjohn.com. All the contact info is there. Okay. Yeah, and uh, that'd be great. Always looking for more gigs. Yeah, man. Yeah. Mind if I back you up on a song to, to wrap up the show? Oh, sure, no problem. Thanks for tuning in to this week's edition of the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Hope you've enjoyed the program. We'll see you back here for new podcasts about life and times and the live and local music scene each and every Tuesday, if not before, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. This is a listener-supported podcast, so if you'd like to get on board, please visit patreon.com forward slash Mark Sterry Music Podcast. If you enjoyed some of the musical edits on the show, please head on over to your local record store or do some digging on iTunes and load up on some new songs. Also, if you get a chance, please go check out some live music somewhere. It could be a great and worthwhile experience. Life is short. Go with some fun. Till next time. Okay, ready? I'm ready, man. At the end of my day, I walk upstairs to my room. And I watch as the sun fades away, fades away. I'm alright through my day, but then the daylight fades away. And a long, lonely night comes and takes its place. One more night, I sit alone and cry, making no difference if I live, if I die, don't you know I tried, yeah I tried, but these tears I can't hold inside at the end of my Long and lonely day Well at the end Of my day I walk upstairs Through the gloom And the world Seems to fall Right in my face I'm alright Through my day but then the daylight fades away And that long, lonely night comes and takes its place One more night to wish that you were here I dread each lonely night that's filled with my tears, with a world locked outside, I just sit right here and cry at the end of my long, at the end of my long, at the end of my long and lonely day.